Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. I have to be super boundaried with my time so I don't end up pulling regular 12-hour days, seven days a week, which hasn't been unheard of in the past. So I was concerned about how I'd make the time to create new music on top of all of this. But I also knew I didn't have a choice because it's in my blood. I didn't want to see a future where my creative practice just felt like a distant memory. I knew I needed to make time, even if it means shaking things up in my schedule or being really honest about my priorities. Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. Well, hello, Knob Twiddlers, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Twiddling Knobs, where it's officially December. How does that feel? I have to say, it feels pretty strange to me. So much has happened this year, and yet it still feels too soon to be coming to the end of 2022. Doesn't time fly? And speaking of time, I've got a question for you. Do you struggle to make time for your music? I don't mean to pry, and there's no judgment here, but if your music's always the last thing on your ever-growing to-do list you are not alone. This is probably one of the biggest challenges facing many musicians today, as life has gotten busier for everyone. And it can feel pretty disheartening when you make promises to yourself about all the things you're going to finally tick off your musician bucket list, only to see your dreams take a backseat for another day, week, month, or even a year. So I wanted to record this episode for you as we're coming to the end of 2022, because I know you might be looking back over the last year, wondering where the last 12 months went and desperately wanting 2023 to be different. And if so, just hear me when I say it can be different. 
no matter how many existing things on your plate, no matter how many times you've tried and failed to make time for your music. 2023 really can be the year you make some big, bold plans for your music and actually make it happen. Over the last few years, my life has become busier than ever, and often my schedule feels like there's absolutely no free space. Not great, I know, but this year, despite being busier than ever, I committed to making time for my music and then actually followed through. And the end result? I've made some of my best work yet, in my humble opinion, despite being super busy. So I wanted to share how you can do the same inside of today's episode. Okay, let's dive in. Now before we begin, I have another question for you, dear listener, and this one's super important. Are you truly busy? As in, are there no free minutes in the day, and that could legitimately be the case? Or... Are you instead feeling overwhelmed? And the reason I ask this is mainly because I started to notice that whenever I was feeling really busy, there was a sort of overstimulation that came with it that just felt overwhelming. I started noticing and observing this and realising that this feeling wasn't just brought on from the amount of stuff I had on my plate or a lack of space in the day, although those things may have been the case – This feeling was also brought on by just ingesting more information than my nervous system could actually cope with. Where was this information coming from? Social media. Yep, I'm prepared to bet that if you're anything like me, even when you're super busy, you still manage to check your social media for all the latest updates and news from across the internet. And even if it's not social media, it might just be an actual news site or multiple different news style platforms. I started to notice that far from just being innocent downtime, social media was one, taking up the time I said I didn't have, and two, overstimulating my nervous system so that I just felt totally overwhelmed. In contrast, when I limited my social media, the same task list didn't make me feel so busy. I had actual information downtime, even if it was just daydreaming in bed when I woke up or while I was eating breakfast. So that's definitely the first thing I want you to reflect on, dear listener. Are you genuinely super, super busy or are you actually overwhelmed? And if it's the latter, you might want to consider cutting back on the internet and social media scrolling. So many of us see as well-deserved downtime. But the next thing I want to flag in this discussion on making time for your music is any legitimately good reasons you may have for not doing so right now. I've talked about having ongoing chronic pain before in the podcast, and for a long time I wasn't making music because I was legitimately really unwell, unable to do most normal everyday things, like just preparing a meal, and I had to accept this reality. Even as I've been regaining more and more everyday functions, I've still had to pace how much time I'm spending on a computer, sitting down, or lifting or carrying things, and therefore I've had to prioritise just being able to participate in regular work that pays my bills. Again, something I've just had to accept. But the years of chronic illness I've experienced have also forced me to totally reevaluate my relationship to music and the artist I now am. I've legitimately needed time and space to allow something new to emerge since going through what I can only describe as hell and back with my mental and physical health. 
So perhaps there's some really legitimate reasons beyond the usual life's too busy and whoopsie, I spent another two hours scrolling social media that have or still are limiting how much time you can spend on your music. Only you can answer whether that's the case, but just reflect on that as well. Gradually, over the last few months, I've started to see that little flicker of desire to make music creep back in. I started really pining for some kind of creative expression again and was also assuming some unhealthy social comparison with other musicians too. I knew these were signs that I had gotten past the phase of survival and rebuilding that my illness had enforced on my life and I was ready to start building a relationship with my creative practice again. In fact, I knew I needed to have an actual creative practice, something I did regularly and became part of my life again. I had healed enough emotionally that I wanted music making to be a regular and ongoing presence in my life again, and enough time had passed for that to feel fresh and exciting, not just trying to rinse and repeat what I'd already done before I'd gotten ill. You might have different reasons why you know you're ready to actually make the time for your music right now. Perhaps like me, you've come out the other side of illness or grief or another challenge and it's time to renew your relationship with your music. But maybe it's just that more years have passed than you'd care to count when your music has taken a backseat. Maybe it's that you've split from a band or other type of musical collaboration and you really want to establish your own musical identity. It could be you've had children and have a little more time than when they were really young. Whoever and wherever you are, if you'd love to make more time for your music, but this has so far been a struggle, make sure you ask yourself why you want to change that right now. Why is it important that you prioritise your music at this moment in your life? Because if you can answer that, it'll help you actually follow through on what I'm going to share in this podcast episode. And following through could be the difference between you actually recording and releasing your music next year or actually setting up a home recording space you can create limitlessly from on your own terms or writing for film or theatre or creating an amazing sound installation or recording other people or being paid to produce music the list could go on and I want all of these things for you dear listener so I'm now going to share some techniques that are going to help you actually make time for your music so when I was contemplating actively making music again I have to admit I felt pretty daunted about following through. I mean, I know I run a business that touches thousands of musicians, between the women who follow the female DIY musicians' social media accounts, the nearly 2,000 women in the Girls Twiddling Knobs podcast community, all of you lovely listeners who tune in each week to listen here, all the 400-plus women who have enrolled in Home Recording Academy. Keeping all the plates spinning is pretty time-consuming. I have help from the amazing Francesca O'Connor, who takes care of our online communities, amongst many other things, and Jade Bailey, who edits the podcast and assists me in the production too. But I still never feel like the work is done. I have to be super boundaried with my time so I don't end up pulling regular 12-hour days, seven days a week, which hasn't been unheard of in the past. So I was concerned about how I'd make the time to create new music on top of all of this. But I also knew I didn't have a choice because it's in my blood. I didn't want to see a future where my creative practice just felt like a distant memory. 
I knew I needed to make time, even if it means shaking things up in my schedule or being really honest about my priorities. And starting and running the Female DIY Musician has taught me so many great systems for actually getting shit done. I mean, if you're going to put out a podcast episode every week, send an email every week, have multiple social media posts going out as well as regular posts inside private Facebook communities, not to mention designing, creating and delivering a whole course on recording music from home, you need to have some clever ways of actually making it happen without either dropping the ball or burning out. And one technique that really stuck out to me as relevant to me making music again was batching. In case you're not sure what that is, in the world of content creation, this means that you create multiple podcast episodes or maybe emails or social media posts or whatever else you might be putting out into the world regularly in batches each week or each month or even each quarter so you can then schedule it out on autopilot. And it means you can really get your head into the creative and sometimes exhausting process of bringing your ideas to life in one chunk of time rather than trying to dip in and out more regularly. It also means that you can then get on with the other stuff the rest of the time, whether it be your other job, being a parent, doing gigs, or just generally being a person with shit to do, without having to worry about whether you're making new work and getting it out there. I realised that translating batching into how I made music could be a really smart way to make new work, whilst also not feeling totally overwhelmed by juggling recording and producing it with everything else that I do on a daily basis. I also liked the fact that I could block off a day in the month or sometimes half a day in the week and know that that was my music time. I didn't need to feel guilty on the days I wasn't making music because I knew I'd be really getting my head into it on those batching days. And you may be thinking, but Isabel, you can't batch music like you batch podcast episodes. Surely isn't music a much more organic, open process? And I would say yes and no. You see, I actually found that the restrictions batching placed on me was really conducive to getting my musical ideas to a more finished place quicker than they otherwise would have done. Because I knew I only had a day to get a general idea fleshed out for a track, and therefore it happened. It meant it wasn't perfect or polished. I knew that could come later, but I got the overall outline of a new track locked in and ready to finesse on my next session. The other thing that this batching model helped me with was thinking about how my creative process could be led by sharing social media content. I could commit to creating just a 30-second social media reel each week, and I could then piece these together in a bigger track for release. But in case this is all feeling a little bit too abstract, I want to give you a concrete example, dear listener. If you regularly tune into this podcast, you may remember me talking about a new escape room project I was hoping to develop with my alter ego, Sally. Sally is a blue-skinned alien who dresses all in pastels and has come from my imagination and outer space and is my very visual representation of living with chronic pain. I talk about this in more detail in episode 33 of the podcast, which I've linked to in the show notes if you're interested. Well, trying to create a great big project has been really hard with all the other things I'm currently developing and bringing into reality through the female DIY musician. But I decided instead to, at the very least, start batching short form social media content with Sally so I could start exploring her as a character Um, engage with people online as an artist again and also create some new work in a more relaxed way. In September, 
I'm sure you'll remember that the Queen died and it gave me the idea to make some short Instagram reels on the theme of royalty with Sally. I won't give you a blow-by-blow description of the form these reels take, but I spent a Sunday batch filming some scenes dressed up as Sally. The following Friday, I spent half a day creating 30 seconds of music using just my Lyra 8 analogue synthesizer and a simple MIDI drum beat that I wrote on Ableton. Nothing fancy, nothing perfect, but it meant for the first time in ages I could share some new work that expressed some of the ideas I'd been concocting for so long in my head. The next Friday, I made another 30 seconds of music, this time using clarinet and voice, but in the same tempo and key as the first video, so I could use the two together later down the line. No need to film new visual content, as I'd already batched it for the week before. Then I shared this as a video the following week. I made a third reel in the same way, so I had consistently shared new work each week. And then the following Friday, I sat down and actually wove these different sections of music together into a more cohesive track. Like before, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't polished, but it was the outline of a new piece of music, something I would never have made if I'd tried to write it from scratch in one go. And breaking it down into little increments and batching the base material, i.e. the video, meant I had a skeleton to work from. The Friday after that was spent elevating the production of the track and getting a more balanced mix, which I always find more straightforward than the initial building. And what really surprised me is that I properly love this new track. I have no idea how I would have made it if I hadn't approached it in this way. I just wouldn't have had the time, but it feels even better that it is also really lighting me up. This different approach to using my time hasn't compromised the quality or my relationship with the work at all. And so you can get a sense of the end result. Here's a section of the unmastered track. that's a premiere of Sally for Queen, Knob Twiddlers. But now I want to get into how you might use batching to make music when you're short on time. Because although I technically only really batched the video element of Sally for Queen, you can 100% batch musical elements too. For example, perhaps you're wanting to record an EP and you only have a few hours on Sundays to do it. You could decide you're going to record all the guitar parts one Sunday, then the next Sunday add all the lead vocals, and the following Sunday all the backing vocals. Perhaps on the following Sundays you do the production and getting your tracks to a finished mix. With this batching approach, you could have self-recorded your EP in just a few weeks. You could then be working towards releasing it and even batching to create and schedule your social media content to go out on autopilot and feel like a total music boss woman as a result. And like I've demonstrated with my own example, a batching approach can really help you get out of procrastination or perfectionism because you know you have a set thing to get done and limited time to do it. Otherwise, it's easy to feel pressure to do all the things all the time with your music and understandably feel like you're failing at all of it. If that's how you've been feeling, you're not alone, but there is another way and some great techniques to help you get there. 
Another thing I love about batching is that you can get into some really good habits where you know you're working on your music at set times in the week or month and therefore you don't have to get everything perfect. It can be a little rough and ready and then polished up later, but it's much easier to do that when you have a skeleton or outline of a track rather than getting sucked into details right from the beginning. But I do want to flag some instances where batching just may not be realistic. So firstly, perhaps, dear listener, you have small children who require your attention all the time, especially if you're a single parent. Of course, it could be they go and stay with their other parent or guardian regularly each week or month. And in this instance, you may have an opportunity to batch your musical ideas. But some parents may just be in a phase of their children's life where having a day each month or morning each week to batch their music is impossible. And in that instance, you may need to be doing little and often. And I have some great tips coming up for that. Another instance where batching may not be possible is if you have a disability or illness, that means you really have to pace your work. This might be if you have chronic fatigue, for example, and can only do 20 minutes here and there to pace your energy levels. In that instance, batching might not be right for you. If that's your situation, there, then there are other time hacks you can use to make music despite being super busy. And even if you just loved hearing about batching and want more time-saving tips, then don't worry, because I have more for you. In fact, this is such an important topic for most musicians that I've put together a brand new live workshop called Three Time Hacks that will actually make your music happen in 2023. It's taking place on December the 7th, and not only is it packed full of practical techniques and amazing bonuses that will make implementing them a breeze, I'm also throwing in a whole month of accountability support to make sure you actually follow through and make time for your music. Trust me, it's no coincidence I've self-produced and self-released four albums, have a PhD and started a successful business all before the age of 40. I know how to get shit done. And I'm sharing the exact techniques I've mastered over the years to move the needle forward on the projects and passions most dear to your heart, not just what's first on your to-do list each day. So if time feels like the number one enemy for your music right now, grab your spot at femalediymusician.com forward slash time hacks. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash time hacks. And let's make 2023 the year you show up consistently and watch amazing things happen with your music. But before we finish up this episode, Knob Twiddlers, I just want to ask you another big, big question. You know me, I don't like to stay on surface level. So ask yourself, why does it matter that you make time for your music? Seriously, just think about that for one minute, because it is important. Many musicians might reply with a generic answer like, because music makes me happy, or it's all I've ever wanted to do. And those answers are totally legitimate, but they're sometimes so big that they don't really help us understand where we're heading. So sit with that question, why does it matter that you make time for your music? and see if you can come up with something a little more concrete relating to what it might enable you to do next year as an artist. For example, would it mean you could finally record and release your music in 2023? Would that mean you'd finally be sharing a part of you that you've been neglecting or hiding for some time? Would that mean you could show up with more authenticity in the world? Maybe even sleep better at night? Would making time for your music in 2023 cure your insomnia? 
I'm only half joking here. I've been there myself. But really think about specifically what might happen, change or improve for you next year if you actually made time for your music. And if you're still feeling overwhelmed by all of this, join me for my Time Hacks workshop on December the 7th because you'll get everything that you need to actually follow through and make it happen. Just head to femalediymusician.com forward slash time hacks to lock in your spot. So in summary, if you struggle to prioritise your music amidst a busy modern day lifestyle, you're not alone. I've seen so many musicians struggle with this, including myself. But what I also know is that getting clear on why you've been finding it hard to prioritise your music before is crucial so you can approach this with more awareness and compassion, which will ultimately support you better in making positive changes. It's then crucial that you don't try and just fix a lack of time with approaches that might have failed in the past. You do need to have a strategy for making time for your music with some techniques that work. And lastly, knowing why making time for your music is important to you is important as well. Having some kind of specific idea of what you're working towards will help you commit to following through with the techniques you use. And most of all, approach all of this with compassion, dear listener. You won't get it right every week. Sometimes you'll doom scroll on social media. Some weeks you'll just be exhausted. This is about making some adjustments so that most weeks include some music making. If you try and do it perfectly, you'll be disappointed and may fall back into old habits where weeks go by with no music being made at all. Now, next week on the podcast, I have an amazing guest episode to share with you, dear listener, because I'll be joined by a truly inspirational woman. I'll be chatting with Lebanese hip-hop producer and label owner, Blue Pfeiffer, to hear about her incredible journey into music. This is a journey that has traversed war, trauma, revolution and destruction, where music has become a symbol of defiance and resistance amidst it all. But till then, take care and I'll catch you here soon. Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Jade Bailey. The show notes are compiled by Francesca O'Connor, and this is a female DIY musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, And you know someone else who would love it too. Be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.